Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who was charged with the reckless homicide of Joseph Rosenbaum, the intentional homicide of Anthony Huber, and the attempted intentional homicide of Gage Grosskreutz. As Rittenhouse was the undisputed shooter of all three men, his legal team argued that the shootings were in self-defense. In our last episode, we began our exploration of the testimony offered by Sahil Sal Kindry and Anmol Sam Kindry, sons of the owner of several car source locations in Kenosha, Wisconsin, including the lot that Kyle Rittenhouse was guarding on the night of the shootings, as well as the lot where Rittenhouse shot Joseph Rosenbaum. On today's episode, we conclude our look at Sam Kendry's testimony, focusing on the cross-examination of Sam by defense attorney Corey Sharafasi. That's all coming up right after the break. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. In our last episode, as we presented the testimonies of Sal and Sam Kindry, it became apparent that both brothers were being very careful to assert that neither of them gave permission to any armed individual to protect the family property, nor would either brother acknowledge that they were specifically aware of who Kyle Rittenhouse was. At times, these assertions seemed to strain credulity, as Sal posed for a photo with a number of armed individuals, including Rittenhouse, and Sam had a text message from someone named Kyle on his phone. In his cross-examination of Sam Kindry, defense attorney Corey Sharafasi zeroes in on what may be behind the reasons for these incongruities. Do you um, have a concern that if... You allowed or gave permission to those armed men in that picture to be on your property with your permission that you could be sued for that based on what happened? I did not allow anybody, neither I gave anybody permission. Not my question. Okay, sorry. My question is this. Do you have concern that if you allowed armed men to protect your property and someone was shot at your property that you and your family could face a lawsuit for that. Could you repeat that question? I'm sorry. Sure. Do you have concern? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll start with this. You, after watching the videos, you understand that Mr. Rosenbaum was shot on your property, correct? Yes. My question to you is this. Do you have concern that if you allowed armed men to protect your property and one of those armed men then ended up shooting someone, that you and your family could be sued for that? No, sir. You don't have any concern about that? No, sir. Sharafasi then pivots to ask Kindry about the financial impact of the arson and vandalism on the family finances. How much inventory 
from the 24th, the 23rd and the 24th, in terms of loss of money, how much money did your businesses lose in terms of damage to property? Uh, I, I cannot give you an exact number at this moment. Can you give me a ballpark? I, I sorry, I cannot remember at this moment. More than a hundred thousand? Yes. More than two hundred and fifty thousand? I do not know, sir. So, is this like your family? Is this the business that feeds your family? I work for my dad. Okay. Yes. And you don't have, and you're the inventory manager. Yes. And you don't know what your loss was from those fires. I personally never calculated it. My dad does the money part. Did your, if you know, did Car Source and Car Doctor, did they have insurance for those um, vehicles that were burned? Yes. Okay. Next, Jurofsky asks Sam Kendry about his acquaintance with some of the armed individuals who were protecting the Car Source lots on August 25th. Do you know Dominic Black by chance? I do not. You know Nick Smith? From, yes. Do you know um, a man by the name of Justin Hamilton? Ex-mechanic, yes. Okay, and Mr. Smith and Mr. Hamilton both worked for you, is that right? In the past, yes. And um, just letting you know, Mr. Black, Dominic Black, has testified in this case already. Okay? Um. If Dominic Black said that you gave him permission, along with the other people, in, in, uh, to be those armed men to be present on your property on the evening of the 25th, would that be not true? I did not give anybody permission. So Mr. Black would be lying about that. Objection. Judge Bruce Schrader sustains Prosecutor Binger's objection by asking Sharafasi to rephrase the question, but Sharafasi instead decides to move on. On Monday the 24th, did Nick Smith and Justin Hamilton come to your properties, the car source properties, to help put out those fires? On which property? Any of the properties. Do you know the time? Like, I, I, sorry, I, I can't understand the question. Sharafasi encounters what appears to be consistent evasiveness from Kindry as he asks this line of questions, so he tries a different approach. Were you there attempting to put out any of the fires on your property? No, sir. Did you call anyone to assist to try to help, or did you just let the property burn? What do you mean by that? I'm sorry. Did you do anything? You, did you call anyone? Did you ask for help? Did you physically do anything to try to stop I called 911 several times, yes. Did anybody show up? I do not know. Okay. Nick Smith and, Dus and uh, Justin Hamilton, if you know, they showed up at at least one of your properties to help put out the fires, correct? I will have to look at the photo or video. Okay. Sure. Do you recall asking them to help put out the fires at your property? I did not ask anybody. No? I did not ask. And... Oh. 
On the 25th, did you, the morning of the 25th, did you call Nick Smith again and ask him for help that day? I did not. Tuesday? I did not. Okay. Sharafasi next asks the witness about a written statement he gave to investigators on September 11, 2020, indicating that he had a conversation with Kyle Rittenhouse on the day of the shootings. And you had a conversation, according to your statement, with Kyle Rittenhouse. Which, yes. Okay, you gave a, a written statement on uh, September 11th to a detective, Cypress? Yes. Remember that? I do remember that. Okay. And you had a conversation with Kyle Rittenhouse, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. And Kyle Rittenhouse, um, he had offered to help, according to your statement, and fundraise for your business. Is that right? He wanted to help with fundraising the business. Right. You told that to Detective Cypress. Yes. Sharafasi then asks the witness to explain how Kyle Rittenhouse got his phone number. You gave him your phone number because he asked for it. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Having established that on-mole Sam Kindry spoke with Kyle Rittenhouse on the morning of August 25, 2020, Sharafasi asked the witness to track damage of the two properties that were not damaged during the riots on the morning of August 24th. Was there any damage to the car doctor or to car source on 63rd? their damage to that to those properties on the 24th which was monday yes i'm sorry it's just over a year um monday. okay monday okay please go on with the question so could you repeat that was there any property damage to the car doctor or the car source, what we call car source three, on the 24th. On the car source on 63rd, no damage. Car doctor. No, no damage. So, all right, so... Two of the three properties at that point had not suffered any damage from the riots. There were a few windshields crack uh, on the inventory itself at Car Doctor. The buildings were okay? Yes. Did you go down and check your uh, property on the 26th, which would have been the morning after the shoot? Morning. 
which location? Both of the properties that had not been previously damaged. Yes. Was there any damage to either one of those properties on the 26th? A car doctor. And what was that damage? Towards the back, where the body shop is. What kind of damage? Um, so when we arrived on a car doctor, went inside, our mechanics were there. He actually pointed out, hey, you want to come see this? Now, when you say he, you were talking about your mechanic. Our mechanic. Uh, okay. You have to tell me what he said. Can you just tell me what he showed you? I, yes, that's what I'm about to do. Uh, so he took us towards the back, towards the building where there's a body shop. So it's a four-car garage. And what we observed was there's the body cars, a lot of bumpers, a lot of uh, taillights, headlights. All those cars on the back are for body repair. So there is pickup trucks. They're usually rust out, and there are a few of them, but there was one by the garage. So the damage was to the, if I have, I, I have what you're saying, right, to the inventory. Well, no, I didn't finish it. So, so basically, there was a lot of glass on the back door. Um, yeah, I can. And uh, the garage doors, the rectangular tiles that are see-through, they were stretched, they were in, they were fallen inside the shop. So it seemed like it was a break-in. Break now, at, at Card Doctor, you have um, a ladder, is that right? Not that I can recall. Do you have a ladder at any of your properties? No, I don't think so. I don't believe so. Have you seen videos of, on the night of the 25th, of people at your property? I have. Okay. They're on the roof, right? Yes? Yes. Do you have a way to get to the roof? They made a way. Oh, they, were you there? No. So I want you to tell me what you know, not what you're guessing. Yes, that's okay. what I was about to, uh, uh, when I brought up the pickup truck. On top of the pickup truck has a cab. Okay, we had about over, you can say, at that time, probably 250, 280, less than 300 tires in the back shed. And we keep them in the shop or whatever. Um, so they are stacked on top of the pickup truck on the, on, on the cab towards the roof. So it is your belief that these men climbed up on the tires and then climbed up on the roof? That's your belief? I, I just told you what I saw. And you never provided, is it your testimony today, you never provided a ladder to anybody to get on the roof of car source. I do not. Do you know if your brother gave them a ladder? No. You don't know? No, you don't. He, he did not. Shirafasi's tone suggests that he is becoming increasingly incredulous that Sam Kendry can maintain that he was unaware that the armed men were protecting the family-owned properties. When did you leave the properties for good? Uh, on, on the 20th? Before curfew. 
Okay, when? It was in between 7.30, 7.45. Have you watched the video of people, uh, armed men, walking in and out of the car source that evening? Yes, I have. I have. You've seen that? Yes. Okay. Did Nick Smith have a key to your building? No. Did you give him a key that night? I did not. How about Dustin Hamilton? Or, I'm sorry, Justin Hamilton. I, no, I didn't. No? But you saw on the video them walking in and out of your store. I cannot even tell who is or who these people are. That wasn't my question. My question was you saw people walking in and out of your yes, I did. store. After appearing to raise doubts about whether the witness is being fully forthcoming about what he did and what he saw on August 25th, Sharafasi then asks Kindry again about his interactions with the defendant. Did you ever ask Kyle Rittenhouse if he could help protect your business on the tw on Tuesday the 25th? I did not. You never asked and you never asked Nick Smith and you never asked Dustin Hamilton. I'm Justin Hamilton. No, I did not. Were you just willing to let your property be damaged on the 25th? After seeing the destruction, there's nothing I could do. So you kind of resigned yourself to the fact that whatever was going to happen on that day was going to happen. Is that, is that what you're saying? I do not know. Defense attorney Mark Richards gets Sharafasi's attention and the co-counsels have a brief discussion. Sharafasi then returns to the witness and references data on a tablet device as he asks Kindry the following questions. Have you provided uh, interviews as it relates to the damage to your property? I, I may have. Okay. Um, I'm looking at one of those interviews right now. And what I want to ask you is uh, if this sounds about right to you. And I'm uh, taking it off of your interview. 137 vehicles were burned on your lots. Does that sound about right? If it's, that's what it says. That's not the question. I, I do not know the numbers off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I don't have to. Are you, would you challenge that it was 137 or does that sound about pretty close? It's close. $2.5 million in losses. Sound about right? I cannot, I don't know. I don't know. My dad handles the money part of the business. You, your family had to hire a lawyer because your insurance wasn't going to cover those damages. That is not true. That's not true. So if you said that you're working with a lawyer to convince your insurance company to cover at least some of the damages, that's not true. I did not have to hire an attorney. My question to you was, did you tell this interviewer that our insurance company is finding their way out so they don't have to pay for all this arson? Is that I'm, correct? I'm sorry, I do not remember. You don't remember saying that? I do not remember. And uh, to add to that, they also said that I was dead. That was in the media, too. So I do not. Well, I'm asking what you said, okay? I do not remember, sir. Dad's not quoted. 
Did you, has your dad given interviews, do you know? He does not speak much English. Okay, so the numbers came from somewhere and your dad doesn't speak English and your brother doesn't work there. So it's you, right? But I do not remember that. I'm sorry, it's been over a year. You've already testified under oath that you had insurance for all of this. That's not true, is it? I do. We do have insurance. My dad does have insurance on all the locations. But not for those vehicles due to arson, correct? I'm not understanding the question. I'm so sorry. Could you repeat that for me? I asked you, one of the first questions I asked sure. was about your loss. You had said you have insurance. My statement to you is you don't have insurance for all the damage done to those vehicles from arson. Isn't that true? We do have insurance. For arson. the question which was asked. For arson. I do not know. Sharavasi asks one last question of the witness. Did you see your brother give four men a ride in his BMW from the 59th Street address down to the 63, six, uh, two, I'm sorry, 6226 address? Did you see him giving? I do not. No. Prosecutor Binger indicates that he has no further questions, and with that, Anmol Sam Kindry is excused as a witness, and we conclude this episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. We will, of course, discuss the interrogation strategies of both Prosecutor Binger and Defense Attorney Sharafasi during our weekly recap. Join us on our next episode as we look at the testimonies of the two Kenosha police officers that Kyle Rittenhouse approached immediately after the shootings of Joseph Rosenbaum, Anthony Huber, and Gage Grosskreutz. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You can find more information about this trial at our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced by Chris Taracone and Aaron Karenik, and it was edited by Chris Taracone. Our consulting producer is Brittany Bookbinder. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse.